who's ready to rock today, Fire Nation. JLD here, and welcome to episode 1458 of EO Fire, where I chat with today's most successful entrepreneur seven days a week. And we have a free eight-day goals course waiting for you, Fire Nation, at freegoalscourse.co. Get goal-focused. Now we're going to chat with today's featured guest, Jonathan Fields. Jonathan, are you prepared to ignite? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm here with you. Of course I am. I love it. Jonathan is a New York City dad, husband, entrepreneur, and author. He founded Mission Driven Media and Education Venture Good Life Project, where he and his team lead a global community on a quest to inspire possibility. His next book, How to Live a Good Life, is out today, Fire Nation, today, and I'm actually holding it in my hand right now. It smells good. It looks good. It is good. Jonathan, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Yeah. I mean, I live on the Upper West Side of Manhattan and uh, hang out with my family, my wife and my daughter. I'm actually in business with my wife, so we're building our venture together. And um Really just in this to make, a, to make a difference. You know, I have a past life as an entrepreneur and then as a, as a lawyer, actually in a big firm in Manhattan and then back into the world of entrepreneurship and lifestyle for a long time now. And, um, you know, we're, we're all about trying to figure out what it means to actually live extraordinarily on the planet and then bring community together around that. Well, I love all of this, and Jonathan, if uh, Fire Nation doesn't recognize your voice at this time, I don't know what it's going to take, because you were on episode 104, so we're talking way back in the day. Then you are on episode 1181, where you just simply rocked the mic, and now it's episode 1458, and I want to tell you a quick little side story. I don't even know if I've ever told you this, Jonathan, but my first ever social media conference was in New York City back in 2012. My mentor, Jamie Tardy, she made me go there and I'm so happy she did. And when I was there, there was really two really huge authors that were just publishing books back then. And it was Michael Hyatt and then you with uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And I can just remember you guys were like signing books and I just saw like the book that I was just like, wow, like I just admire this guy, like what he's created, what he's done. Everybody talks so highly about you. And it's just been really cool to see you progress over these past four years. And I got to be honest, I'm pretty touched and honored that we've actually grown a friendship over these four years. So thank you, brother. Yeah, thank you. Back your way. I mean, it's been really amazing. And I can't believe the time has flown that quickly. And dude, I can't believe you're at number like 1400 (laughs) plus episodes. That absolutely blows my mind. I mean, that is an incredible accomplishment. Well, thank you. I was at zero uh, back then in New York City back in 2012 because that was pre-launch. So Fire Nation, this just shows what happens when you come up with a plan, consistent, free, valuable content and execute. Now, Jonathan, let's kind of talk about the Good Life Project. Like, what actually led you to start the Good Life Project? I've been a seeker for most of my life and always sort of tried to figure out how do we actually contribute to the world in a really meaningful way. And uh, I had actually been writing a reflection, a blog post that was a look back at the year before. And then that actually turned into a 40-page sort of Warren Buffett-style annual report. <laughs> and and I, at the end of it, I teased this thing called the Good Life Project, and I honestly didn't know what it was back then. But but I also bundled what I called my Ten Commandments of, of business with it. And the, the whole idea kind of took off. And from there, I said, you know what, there's, there's a hunger to both understand how to build 
careers and livings and companies differently, but also how to build your life differently, how to lean into it from a place of meaning and connection and vitality. And, um, and I guess my, I just kind of felt like my lens was a bit different uh, than a lot that I had seen. So, uh, so we started this thing called Good Life Project, and uh, we started on the edu- education and training side, and that quickly grew into a, a media brand with video and podcasts, and that quickly then grew into events and and our annual camp, and uh, and it's just been it's been amazing to see it turn into a global community, also where people are just literally connecting and forming their own on the ground pods around the world. What I love about what you've done too is you've just turned it into this multifaceted community that is just this living and breathing thing. I mean, you now have, you know, Camp GLP, which takes place in upstate New York, where you guys take over this camp for like a week. And it's just this amazing experience of just yoga and exercise and workshops and entrepreneurship. I mean, I was back there a couple of years ago with myself and Scott Dinsmore, you know, were the keynote speakers of that and just had a blast just having so much fun, just being a part of that community and seeing like where you've grown it to now. And I mean, Fire Nation, like if you are looking to, to go to a place, you know, and to be a kid again and to just really connect with earth and with nature, but also learn the right business skills and stuff. I mean, Camp GLP, it's something that I literally would have been there this year if it wasn't for my Puerto Rico. I had to get my residency in this, in this you know, little That's island right. here. But I really believe in 2017, I'm going to be there, Jonathan, if you invite me, that is. Yeah. But, hey, you have a standing invitation. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it really is. You know, it's this amazing opportunity to kind of step out of a regular world. You know, and as entrepreneurs, so few of us ever do that. We're so in it every day. Every day. That, you know, it's but it's so important, I found, to to completely remove yourself literally from your physical environment and just step out into some place, especially in nature, where you're really just out so where you still learn and, and you have people that you can talk to. And um and then you come back with with you know physical and emotional renewal and also great ideas to take action on. Like I still feel like I'm getting benefits from being at that camp like a couple years ago. Like I still when I think about it I just get this like warm glow. So Fire Nation this takes place at the end of every summer like in the early fall. So uh where can they find out more for uh, 2017? Pretty much everything is just over at uh, goodlifeproject.com. Goodlifeproject.com. Bookmark that, Fire Nation. Now, Jonathan, you've done a lot of things. I mean, you've written books before, courses, products, services, communities, conferences. I mean, you name it, you've done it. So why did you decide to write another book? And, and why did you write How to Live a Good Life specifically? Yeah, you know, it's a really interesting question. Every, every time I decide to write a book, I ask myself, why am I writing another book? <laughs> Because it's a Herculean effort. I mean, you're just coming off putting together your journal. So, you know, it's like, it's a big, big effort to put together something that's, you know, 200 something pages. And, uh, you know, fundamentally, I have, after now, now just spending years sitting down with some astonishingly intelligent people, having some 50 of my own years on the planet, having built, grown, sold a handful of companies and experienced a lot of life, a lot of ups and probably a lot more downs and, and figured out navigating a way through certain patterns began to emerge. And I realized I had a bit of a different lens on the world, a bit of a sort of a really practical, scientific, yet spiritually open lens. And and enough things started to come together that I thought that um, it really made sense to take a deeper dive into what I was learning and share, um, and share a, sort of a, a simple set of ideas, a simple model, and then also at the same time, 
create something that maybe your average person who wouldn't uh, dive into a course or maybe just isn't exposed to our world um, would explore in the form of a book, which is you know far more accessible and far more affordable to to most people. And then, um, but but it's interesting. I, I kind of took a similar approach with the book that we take when we build courses, which is I didn't want to just create something that you read. I wanted to create something that you do. So the book is designed to be an actionable tool where it literally, you know, it walks you through a series of days and introduces you to ideas and then gives you very precise instructions and sort of invitations to do things that will make a real difference. And that was, that was important to me. I just love that you're kind of coming full circle here now where it's not just a book, just like a course is no longer just a course, just like a conference is no longer just a conference with you. Like it's a whole camp, it's a whole experience. There's just so much more meaning behind this. And, you know, me getting an advanced copy, you know, thank you for that. Appreciate it. You know, I've got to read through this and you talk about something that you call the good life bucket. So can you kind of dive into good life buckets and maybe expound upon what exactly they are? Yeah, my pleasure. So, you know, the <laughs> I kind of joke that everything that could be known about human potential and personal development has been known for thousands of years, yet the human condition is still largely unchanged. <laughs> you know, so you gotta kinda ask why. And and what I've come to believe is that it's not so much that we don't know what to do, but it's that a lot of what we were told isn't conveyed in a way which is simple. You hear it once, you remember it forever, and it's actionable. It, it actually will guide your behavior and your decisions every day. So, so I developed this really simple visual model that is really effective at actually being able to wake up in the morning and say, okay, what should I do today to keep building a better life, to keep living a good life? And it's called the good life buckets. And it's a really simple concept. It's th- think of your life as three buckets and we'll call them vitality, connection, and contribution. And the good life, to live a good life, the idea is that we want to fill and then keep all three buckets full. So let's take a minute and talk about each one of those buckets. So the vitality bucket What we're really talking about here is optimizing your state of mind and body. And I don't talk about those as separate things. A lot of, a lot of what I've seen, um, really separates them out as mindset and state of mind and then separates out, uh, you know, like physical health and body. The research is so crystal clear right now. There is to talk about them as separate things is, is completely erroneous. In fact, your mind and your body are completely interconnected feedback mechanisms. And, you know, if you are in physical pain, it's going to very likely lead to emotional and psychological pain and anxiety and potentially depression. If you are in emotional or mindset psychological pain, it will very likely manifest in very real measurable symptoms in your body from pain to disability to disease or illness. So, so that's all about, you know, to fill that bucket. What we're really trying to do is dial in and optimize that blended state of mind and body. The connection bucket is all about what happens between us and the world. So that's about our relationships, and it's our relationships on multiple levels. You know, first and probably the most forgotten is our relationship to ourself. It's about self-knowledge. Then when we move out from that, it's about your relationship between uh, and, you know, an intimate partner, between close friends, between colleagues, between family members, between a community to create a sense of belonging. And if it's something that's meaningful to you, to a larger sense of source or whatever you, you look to as being sort of that bigger thing that exists beyond yourself that you both benefit from and are responsible to. So it's about, it's about really devoting energy to optimizing 
those in-betweens, those relationships. And then finally, and this is the bucket that most entrepreneurs, we, we tend to focus on often um, to our own destruction, to be honest, is the contribution bucket. And that's fundamentally, it's about how am I bringing my gifts to the world? You know, is it in a way where it's generating meaning, where it's aligned with my strengths and my values and beliefs and where I feel sparked and lit up by what I'm doing? And, um, you know, when you take a look at those three buckets and you kind of just wake up every morning and you do a really quick check and you say, how full does my vitality bucket feel today? How full does my connection bucket feel? How full does my contribution bucket feel? You can, you can get a pretty quick snapshot and then pretty quickly figure out where, you know, where the best place to spend your energy that day might be, what bucket it makes most sense to start filling that day. And I just found it's a really simple tool that's not just theory, but it allows you to actually take action every day. Now, see, one thing that I love is that you actually gave specific examples about filling your bucket. And I mean, Jonathan, you know our audience. We are Fire Nation. We are entrepreneurs. We are small business owners. You know, we are looking to side hustle our way into something that's not the nine to five. So Fire Nation, don't you go anywhere because when we come back, Jonathan's going to be giving us some examples on filling your vitality bucket, your connection bucket, and your contribution that you're going to get as entrepreneurs. So We're going to thank our sponsors and be right back with you. Have you ever heard that saying, just because you love to bake doesn't mean you should open your own bakery? It's a classic mistake that many entrepreneurs make. We're not all cut out to be in the business of building businesses, and that's okay. Whether you're a seasoned business owner looking to grow your portfolio or you're searching for your first business idea, joining a franchise can be a great way to start. But where do you find out what your options are? Franchise Help is here to connect motivated entrepreneurs like you, Fire Nation, with franchises that can help your new business succeed. Whatever you're passionate about, there's a franchise that can help you build it smarter and faster using time-tested methods that work. You can own your own business without having to go at it alone. Franchising gives you a proven business plan, the strength of a larger organization, and recognition of an established brand. Visit FranchiseHelp.com slash fire to take their franchise quiz and find your next business. That's FranchiseHelp.com slash fire. The excitement and energy that comes from launching a new product or service for your audience is amazing, but the several steps required to get you to the launch can be overwhelming. First, you have to come up with the idea, then actually create it, and finally, present it to your audience and ask them to pay for it. Enter the importance of a payment processor. But a lot of payment partners don't make accepting payment from your customers that easy. Luckily, with Braintree, it's different. Braintree lets you accept all forms of payments, including PayPal, Apple Pay, Android Pay, and more. Now you can take them all in over 130 currencies. And as your company grows, Braintree will stay by your side from your first dollar to your billionth. All it takes is a couple lines of code to get you started in a single integration. To learn more, visit braintreepayments.com slash fire. That's braintreepayments.com slash fire. So Jonathan, we're back and I'm really kind of obsessed with this good life buckets thing. And you know, you went through the vitality, through the connection, through the contribution and how waking up in the morning, if we can just check in with ourselves and kind of put our finger on the pulse and say, hey, how am I with these three buckets? But what I kind of want you to say is, you know, these are ways, Fire Nation, that you can actually fill these different buckets up. Like, do you have examples for entrepreneurs? 
Yeah, absolutely. Let's just kind of keep this focus on entrepreneurs since you're one, I'm one, (laughs) and so are your listeners. So, so why don't we keep it really simple too? Because you know the thing that we both know, and the thing that if you're listening, you know, is that entrepreneurs, as a general rule, we don't have a huge amount of time in our day. So we want to actually get the biggest bang for the buck. You know, so I'm constantly looking for the big levers. So one thing is, um, you know, let's talk about vitality first. Um, there are probably two things here that I think are super powerful. Um, and we'll talk about a mindset one and then a physical one, a physical body one, even though they interact with each other. The really basic mindset one is, and, and John, you and I have talked about this in the past, is the idea of a mindfulness or a meditation practice. And when most people hear that, they're like, that's not simple. That's brutally hard. It takes way too much time. The truth is that you can actually spend literally about two to three minutes, maybe five at the tops in the morning, just sitting before you do anything, before you pick up your cell phone, before you check your email, Snapchat, anything like that. And, and Dumas, I know that you've become a huge <laughs> Snapchat. Or so I'm talking to you here, brother. Um, you know, before you do any of that, just literally, even if you want to just sit up in bed, don't even get out of bed, close your eyes, put one hand on your chest, and then just take a series of gentle breaths and just allow your attention to focus on your breath. Don't change anything. Just allow it to, to kind of settle there just for a handful of minutes. It seems so simple, but it actually creates a real shift in your physiology and it starts to train your brain to let go, to, to focus in. It trains your attention at the same time. It trains you to keep letting go of things that come up. So it's a really simple morning practice. Um, let's talk about a way that you can potentially shift your workflow that actually starts to be really good for your body too. We've all heard that, uh, you know, sitting is the new smoking, that it's disastrous for your health. Well, the truth is it's really not just about sitting. It's about being sedentary. And so much, many of us, especially, you know, online entrepreneurs end up bound to a chair and in front of a computer all day long. But you can make some really simple changes in workflow that actually allow you to move your body all day long and profoundly reverse this trend. So two examples from my own life. I actually um, I take all of my phone calls and all of my meetings as walking phone calls and walking meetings. I also have an adjustable desk so that I have a desk where I, I push a button and literally it, it rises up and I can stand while I'm working and then it drops back down and I can sit. So all day long, I'm getting all the same work done, but I'm moving so that I'm, I'm able to constantly keep my body in motion for hours longer than if I was just sitting there. And the net effect of that is not just, you know, really big improvements in vitality, but also, um, it improves cognitive function and cre- creativity. So it trickles into your contribution bucket because it really allows you to work at a much higher level. So, um, so we might as well head over to that contribution bucket then because this is, there's a carryover effect there, right? So when you're thinking about how do I contribute maximally to the world, one of the most powerful ways to do that is actually to, to move your body. And you'll find that you actually can solve problems far more effectively, far more quickly and come up with much better ideas. There's one other tip that I think is really powerful in terms of your ability to contribute in a really meaningful way, a way that moves the needle and feels like you're not just kind of, you know, like checking off to-do lists that don't matter to you a whole lot. And that's, um, <laughs> that's a really simple technique and it's called saying no. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, 
we, we become obsessed with becoming reactively busy, meaning we're busy with stuff that doesn't actually matter all that much to us. We're busy in reaction to the agendas and demands and stories of a whole bunch of other people because we don't set boundaries and we don't say no. And setting those boundaries is what actually gives us the bandwidth to then turn around and say, okay, what is the single biggest needle mover? What is the single thing? What's the one thing that I can do today that will make the biggest genuine difference in something that matters deeply to me, that will allow me to serve, to bring my gifts to the world, and is meaningful? And what you find is the precursor to your ability to do that is your ability to effectively look at everything else that's being heaped onto your plate and say no to the vast majority of it, very likely, and get comfortable with that process. So practicing no is a really powerful thing to do. And then let's come full circle with an example for your uh, your connection bucket. And again, this is about relationships. A lot of times we think, well, there are all sorts of things that I can do. You know, <laughs> things like putting your phone down um, when you're actually having a conversation with someone. There's some fascinating research that shows that um, simply having your phone on the table when you're having a conversation with somebody keeps it astonishingly superficial. And the reason is because we don't want to go deep on any particular topic if we, it, because we know that if that happens, it'll be perceived as being really rude if we then check our phone when it vibrates. And we want the freedom to be able to check those updates, those status wow. things. So we will literally, without realizing it, will keep our conversations superficial. And that destroys relationships with our partners, with our colleagues in business, with the people who we want to be in service of. So try this on for size. You know, like literally, really simple technique, although it's, it's brutally hard for a lot of people. First, turn off your alerts before you sit down for a conversation with somebody and then put your phone in your pocket. Even better, if you can bear the anguish of it, leave your phone <laughs> in a different room. And you can literally do this in small, like, you know, like sort of like train yourself to do it. First, do, you know, commit to three minutes of it and then commit to five minutes. Then, oh my God, maybe someday you'll be able to commit to an entire 15 minute blocks. Um, but so these things seem like almost ridiculously small and inconsequential. But the truth is when you start to add them up and you repeat the practices day after day, it makes a really profound difference in the way that you end up living your life. Okay, I love all of this. And number one, like, thank you for calling me out on Snapchat because <laughs> and I get to talk about Snapchat and I love Snapchat. And guess what I did, Jonathan? I actually started Snapchatting you and my talk right now. So you awesome. should go check my Snapchat later and you can see me giving you the thumbs up and giving you some uh, some love as well for obvious Great. reasons. But I just, I'm really a big fan of all of that. In fact, I'm going to give a, a really prime example in my life that I've seen uh, an increase. You know, Kate and I have a really good kind of rhythm where we we do close down at a reasonable hour like you know between five and six we're closing down for the day and then I'm kind of going down and join the pool for a little while maybe just reading by the pool as the sun goes down and then you know we come together for dinner have a nice dinner together and then we kind of watch some TV and I noticed that when my phone was there like I would always kind of be checking my phone during the you know during the show and I could notice when I start checking my phone that Kate would start checking her phone and then it's like are we even watching the show and it would just kind of become like the superficial 
social. Like now we're not like enjoying this, you know, sex in the city show and laughing together and making, you know, jokes and kind of commenting to each other about it. But now we're just kind of like half in, half out. So we're not that engaged and neither one of us are really enjoying it. And what are we doing on our phones? Like we're disengaged from each other too. And so now we have the phones outside of the room and it's kind of brought back that kind of like, you know, nice fireplace laughter that we, you know, had that connection that we had. So think about situations like that, Fire Nation, that you can bring back and give back to yourself. Now, Jonathan, what I kind of want to ask you is, you know, what are some specific struggles that entrepreneurs face when trying to build a good life? I mean, we talked about, you know, the smartphone's a huge thing and, you know, regulating it to when you should use it and when you shouldn't use it. But what are some other struggles that we face? Yeah, you know, it's a really interesting question. And and <laughs> you and I probably both know this, and I've certainly lived this um, a number of times and, and really work to try and reverse it these days. But when, you know, when we're working so hard to create something from nothing, or even once we, you know, we're building something and we're in it and it's going well, but we're always, as entrepreneurs, we're, we're sort of maniacally focused on what comes next and where we want to go, you know, like what we want to create and, and so we can serve better and, and grow something. And that keeps us working really fiercely hard. And one of the things that that often means is that for most entrepreneurs, they spend the vast majority of the time trying to fill that contribution bucket, trying to bring their gifts to the world and, and do something deeply meaningful. At the same time, usually it creates such fierce demand. They spend so much effort there that they start to abandon both their connection buckets. They just assume that those relationships are cemented, that they're just good. They'll be there when they need to you know, come back to them. But even more than that, what I've seen, I'm curious whether you've seen this too, is that I think the first thing to go with entrepreneurs is almost always their vitality bucket, is they tend to completely abandon their health and their mindset practices. They stop moving. They stop exercising. They stop eating well. They stop taking care of their mindset and doing those practices that cultivate the things that allow them to actually function optimally. And it's really interesting what happens is that, you know, you're working really, 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 really hard and you kind of hit a ceiling with what you're trying to create as an entrepreneur. And you figure, okay, let me, maybe the problem is it's not that I'm, you know, it, it's that I'm not working smart enough because I can't really work harder. So you try and figure out how to get really productive and hyper efficient and work smarter and you set up systems and processes and that helps a tiny bit, right? But then you realize that you just get a little bit more eked out of what you're doing, but still you cap out, you hit a ceiling and you've got this knowing, like this inner voice that says, I'm capable of so much more. This entity, this company, this venture is capable of so much more. We can operate, we can build, we can serve at such a higher level. And I feel like I'm working as hard as I can work. I'm working as smart as I can work. And somehow I'm, I feel like I'm capped. I'm at a ceiling and I don't know how to break through. And the somewhat counterintuitive answer here is that you've actually got to shift your focus away from just trying to fiercely fill that contribution bucket and look back almost always at your vitality bucket, which, which for so many people has run almost entirely dry. You know, when, you're, when your state of body and your state of mind grinds to a halt, it doesn't matter how hard or how smart you work. You will always be capped out way below your potential. And that thing that you're trying to create, to build, to make a difference, it will never come close to being what it could be. The answer is not working harder or smarter at that point. It's actually pulling back a bit and reintroducing all those practices that fill your vitality bucket, that that refuel and re-energize and regenerate your state of mind and your state of body. And what tends to happen is as soon as you do that, 
the contribution bucket, that ceiling on it, just sort of like tears off on its own accord. And all, so, all of a sudden, ideas and evolutions and revolutions and things that you never could have thought of before start to come to you. And the reason is because your, your body and your mind start functioning at a completely different level. Your cognitive and creative processes, your ability to problem solve and innovate ratchets at a level that just you would never experience when you're not taking care of what, what uh, Liz Gilbert beautifully called your animal. I've totally found that the vitality bucket is the first bucket to run dry. I mean, I look back at my first two years of business, like the end of 2012, all of 2013, and all of 2014, I mean, it essentially ran dry. And that was why I had to completely reconfigure my life and say, hey, 2015, this is a new season of my life. And, and since then, the last year and a half has been so focused on just really movement and sleep and health and fitness and all of these different things. And finally, it has to be part of your entire life from the very beginning. And John, one thing that I just love that you do and you're always doing is you're giving back. And that's something that you're really doing right now with this book. You know, you're doing something pretty unusual. I've actually never heard of this before, but it doesn't surprise you when I read it because it's you. Hello, this is so Jonathan Fields. You know, with the launch of this book, you are planting trees for every single book that's ordered by October 18th, which Fire Nation is today. So what is that all about? I'm constantly trying to figure out how to how to have a bigger impact with what we do. So, you know, it's fun to launch a book. It's fun to launch a company. And you want that entity, that thing, that book to, to succeed mightily. So it makes a big difference. And at the same time, for me, it's always an opportunity to do something bigger, to bundle it with something bigger. So um, I don't know about you, John, but well, this got to be true because you grew up in Maine. For me, <laughs> Nate. You know, nature has always been this beautiful reset. When I'm stressed out, when I'm anxious, when I'm just not feeling good, I walk out into the woods, I walk outside, I go to the beach, I walk in trees especially, and it's all, all it's like everything gets better. And in fact, um, what I realized in writing the book, there's an entire chapter on this, is that there's really powerful science that validates that. And at the same time, as an author, I'm writing books, which means, you know, even though a lot of people are switching digital, we still use trees to actually create books. So I decided, you know, there's a really powerful thing that I could do here, which is I partnered with a foundation that allows me to literally plant a tree for every book that's uh, that's been pre-ordered, and um, that will include through the end of the day today. Yes. So, um, so I'm, I'm actually on a goal to uh, this is it's a bit of like a completely wild, and who knows if we'll be able to I hit it, it mission to uh, to plant ten thousand trees, and which supposedly, if my research is right, is also the equivalent of, of um, about as many trees that would produce 600,000 books. So not only are we, you know, you've heard the phrase carbon neutral. Well, we're going for not just tree neutral, but tree positive with this whole thing. So it's good for us. It's good for the planet. And um, I love being able to bring things to life in a way that also makes a bigger difference in the world around us. That's so cool. I mean, Fire Nation, you can be part of this 600,000 tree give back. I mean, this is just so cool. And and I just love the fact that for every single pre-order book, you know, and again, goal 10,000, there could be 10,000 trees that are being planted. That's just huge numbers and huge stuff. Now, Jonathan, we always like to end with a bang here. So give us a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Probably the single most important thing that I found is to be intentional. Um, we spend so much time reacting to what's around us rather than pausing and saying, does this really matter before we actually commit to and take an action? So 
do a check, you know, do an intentional check before you say yes to anything or put something in your agenda and ask yourself, like, is this, am I being intentional? Does this really matter to me? Um, and where can people find me? They can find me at uh, goodlifeproject.com. And where's the best place they can pre-order this book? If they head over to goodlifeproject.com slash book, uh, they can pre-order it or, you know, literally any online retailer over there. We have some, uh, some pretty awesome bundles that we have at uh, goodlifeproject.com slash book too. So you may want to check those out as well. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you have been hanging out with JF and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. And if you type Jonathan in the search bar, you'll see the show notes page pop up with links to everything that we've talked about. Of course, the call to action is go directly to goodlifeproject.com slash book to get the pre-order in and the bundles that they have there waiting for you. Jonathan always has goodies galore. So definitely check those out for all the obvious reasons. And Jonathan, I just want to say thank you, brother, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today for that We salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Hey, Fire Nation, hope you enjoyed our chat with Jonathan today. What a cool dude. And I do drop daily value bombs on Snapchat and Instagram stories. Yes, thank you, Jonathan. It is the only direct mentoring that I do and the best way to start your day. So find me at John Lee Dumas and I will catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. Looking for an easier way to accept payments from your customers? Braintree lets you accept all forms of payments in over 130 currencies. To learn more, visit braintreepayments.com slash fire.